couldn't get, we could there, looky there. <laughs> Look, this isn't going to be that good, people. I, pr- I, pr- I appreciate that, but so we make sure that uh, Matt shuts out the, uh, restarts the uh, audio in the media room as well, so folks um, online can hear me and not just see me. Um, anyway, um, I don't know what's going on today. Uh, but there is obviously something that the Lord wants to do that the enemy does not want to happen. So um, let's uh, let's just uh, not worry about that, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about truth today. Uh, you guys have been staring at this slide, so I might as well address it now. We're gonna have a worship night coming up on Wednesday night, March the 29th at 6:30 p.m. We're really excited about it, so uh, mark your calendar now. And uh, make sure you're here. There will be child care uh, for, like, what, four, four and five under? That's the, the little, little. The rest, of, we want you to bring your kids. Uh, we're going to have a great time. We haven't had one since early October, so it's been just a little while. So uh, you'll hear about this a lot between now and then, but uh, mark your calendar. So today, we're going to talk about love your neighbor. Now, if you've last couple times I've been preaching, you know that I always send my idea to Jocelyn and she creates a graphic. Well, I was a big boy this week and I created my own graphic. And while it probably is not near as good as what she would do, I did show it to her and she said, I'm really proud of you, Brad. (laughs) So thank you for patronizing me, Jocelyn. I appreciate that. Um, Okay, we're going to start off with something kind of interactive. And I want you, you can stay seated, but I want you to uh, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you've ever given advice to anybody. Everyone should raise their hand. If not, you're a terrible friend. All right. keep, keep them raised. Keep them raised. Okay. How many of you, now be truthful, how many of you have ever given bad advice? Okay. So we're still all in this together. Okay. How many of you, after you've given bad advice, have admitted to the fact that you gave bad advice? Still, still most of you. Okay. This is good. All right. You can put your hands down. kind of how I feel this morning with this sermon. <laughs> it's not bad advice because it, it's, it's truth, okay? Um, how many of you have given advice before that something you told someone to do that you don't do? Yeah, the whole do what I say, not what I do thing. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel this morning. I have, I have had the hardest time with this, and I think it's because it's something that I needed to hear. Which I, I got to stop preaching because every time I preach, God's like, "No, no, buddy, you need to do this too." And and I've just I've struggled because this is hard. This whole love your neighbor business. If it weren't for people, life would be easier. <laughs> right? Amen. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I finally on on the way to church this morning, I, I was like, "Lord, you're just gonna have to do something with this because this is not working." So uh, hopefully you'll be blessed today by scriptures, and there's a lot of scripture that I'm going to read today, and, um, and you will be blessed because of God, I promise you. It will not be because of me, because um, I've just had a heck of a time with this, and it's, it's probably because it's things that I struggle with too, and I think most of you will hate me when the sermon is over, um, because it, it, it steps on toes um, a little bit, mine included. So I want to start off today, if you have your Bible, turn it to Mark, it's the second book. Um, in the New Testament, Mark chapter 12, uh, verses 29 through 31. 
uh, with the student retreat. It's funny because they read this exact scripture, but I think it was in Matthew that they read it from last night. Um, Jesus is being asked by uh, teachers of the law, you know, what, what's the greatest commandment? And he, he, they're trying to catch Jesus in a trap. And Jesus says, the most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. Now, let's take a look back in the Old Testament at the Ten Commandments. We're all familiar with these. You, you've been taught them from when you were a child, or at the very least, every Easter, you watched the movie, The Ten Commandments, with Charlton Heston. You can picture the moment where God gives these commandments to Moses as he's up on the mountain. And we know these. You know, don't have any gods before me. Don't, don't have any idols or graven images. Don't take my name in vain. Keep the Sabbath holy. Honor your father and mother. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Don't covet. We know these, okay? Well, Jesus is saying in this passage that there is no greater commandment than these to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. You can actually break down the Ten Commandments into those two. The first four are all about loving God. Five through ten are all about loving your neighbor, except number seven, don't commit adultery. It's like, don't love your neighbor that much. (laughs) So quick story time. I was in my office on Wednesday or Thursday morning, and I was making the the graphics. And I was just going to do the first two, and then I had this epiphany that number seven was really not about loving your neighbor. And I'm just dying laughing, and my mom's the office manager, and she's like, what are you laughing about? And I tell her, and she's just straight-faced. And I'm like, no, that's funny. (laughs) So thank you. So even in the Ten Commandments, you can take those and make them love God, love your neighbor. So let's look at four loves today, okay? Let's look at first love. In 1 John 4, 19, it says we love because he loved us first. And then just a chapter before, 1 John 3, 16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. That doesn't mean you have to go jump in front of a train, you know, to save somebody. But it means that others first, self second. This is the one I've had a hard time with, but we're going to just do it really quickly. Forgiveness. Anybody in here struggle with forgiveness? Let's be totally honest. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard when somebody's wronged you to to get past it, to not hold on to that, to not not uh, have a grudge against them. Look in Luke chapter seventeen. Verses 3 and 4. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Okay, that's not the hard part. So if somebody does something to you, and they come to you, you know what, I recognize that what I did was wrong. I'm sorry. 
it's a lot easier to forgive somebody, right? With that spirit, somebody that comes to you with humility and says, I messed up. But what happens if somebody does something to you? And they either don't realize they did, or maybe they don't even care. And they have not repented. What do you do? I did a lot of research this week on this because there, there isn't specifically a verse in the Bible that, that says anything about this thing. So I was talking to my granddad. My granddad has been a pastor for over 60 years. And I called him and, and we had this conversation and about this forgiving love. You know, what, is, what does that look like? And he was telling me the story of someone in his life and his ministry in the previous church that just seemed to always be against him in everything, just didn't treat him well. And he actually preached a sermon on this. And he pointed me to Romans 12, 21 that says, uh, don't, don't be overcome with evil, but instead overcome uh, evil with good. So basically, if, you know, if they've done something to you, don't, don't, don't repay them back with something like that as well. And then he had these four points. Now, my granddad, when he preaches, he loves alliteration. He loves rhyming, onomatopoeia, whatever other grammar term you want to use. He really likes that stuff. And so he had these four, four little things. He says, don't curse them. Okay, so don't go to your friends. We've all been guilty of this. Talk bad about them. Throw them under the bus. Talk about all the things that you're going to do uh, to pay them back. Don't rehearse it. Don't go over in your mind, Amanda, I mean, we do this, and you have the, like the full conversation. You know, if Amanda and I were fighting, and, and I'd, I'm just going to rehearse the whole thing from what I'm going to say to what she's going to say to what I'm going to reply with, and then what she's, and before you know it, you have the entire thing in your head of what's going to actually happen, may or may not happen, but you've rehearsed the whole thing a million times. Don't do that. Don't nurse it, which is don't have a big old pity party. Poor me. They were so mean to me, I didn't deserve that. But instead, reverse it. Don't overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. And it's so hard. <laughs> because we're human. And we have emotions. And we get hurt. All right, let's get past that one. Let's talk about a charitable love. This one's not too hard. I remember... 10, 15 years ago, pre-Journey days, still at this church, but before it was known as Journey, we had a small group. We collected some money, $200, $250, our group did, and we went to CC's Pizza one Wednesday night and walked up to the register, and we handed them the money. We said, we want to pay for everybody's meals that walks in these doors until the money is out. It was such a cool experience. I'm not telling you this that you're like, wow, what a great guy, what a great group. Y'all did amazing things. It was such a blessing to be in that room and watch people come in that were just coming to have dinner with their family and, and, and the, the employees say, hey, I can't wait for the meal. It's been four years. People from this church want to pay for their meal. And then they would, they would they'd come and ask and they'd say, hey, thank you. Do you mind if we call you know, my brother and his family and they come? No, absolutely not. Go call them. Let them come. Let them, I mean, and before you, it was like the busiest night CC's had ever had. <laughs> uh, word gets out quickly with stuff like that. But it was such a neat thing. Proverbs 22, 9 says, the generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with kings. You see this all the time. You know, you go to Starbucks. How many times you go to Starbucks and the person in front of you has bought your coffee? Just these random acts of kindness. That's a charitable love. That's loving others 
over yourself. Now let's talk about a daring plan. Or maybe to, to take the title from the psalm we're going to sing here in a minute of Reckless Love. Now there's kind of two ways you can look at this. So parents have a reckless love for their kids. And what I mean by that is that they will put themselves in harm's way to protect their children. Right? I mean, you see these funny videos all the time of, you know, uh, little little babies or toddlers in, in, in tough situations, predicaments. You know, they're about to fall off something, and the dad's catching them with one hand and stuff like that. I remember um, what I grew up going to Branson, Missouri. Most of you have ever, a lot of people have been to Branson. And there was this water slide that used to be there. It's not there anymore. It was there when I was little, and it was there up until about, I don't know, five years ago. And it was really a fun water slide because it was on the side of this hill, and then it just – it just snaked all the way down. And you rode on this mat, and you went all the way down it into this pool. And so before Sawyer, it was just the, the three big kids, and we went to this water slide, and we, we were doing it. Well, we had the great idea, because this place didn't have a lot of rules, and they pretty much let you do anything except for surf down it, standing on your mat, do, do anything else, you know, frontwards, backwards, whatever. We thought, let's make a train. Oh, but not just with the five of us. Let's find, you know, like 20 other people and make a train with them too. So there's probably 20 people in this train. We all get our mats together and we're holding on and we're going down. And it's really hard to get a train of people that size to get to get going. It takes just a minute because the water pressure at the top is not real high. So we get going. We get that first turn and the speed starts to pick up just a little bit. We get to the next turn. Picks up a little bit more. We get the next turn, and I'm starting to think this is a bad idea. <laughs> and we get to right before the last turn. Now, Avery's right in front of me. Amanda's in front of her. The boys are in front of them. The last turn, you're probably 8 to 10 seconds away from the end. Seemed like 8 to 10 minutes. So I'm, I'm thinking in my head, okay, what's going to happen when 20 people all hit the water at have a traffic jam and I'm thinking I'm quivering here I'm not real big Avery's going to break like a twig <laughs> and I thought okay so I don't want her to get sucked under the water and I don't want her to get a knee to the face so I'm going to just grab her underneath her armpits and pull her up out of the water well, I didn't think that anything was going to happen to me I was worried about her so we get to the water, and that's what I do. All my force, because I'm sitting down. All my force. Everything went that direction, except for her. Yeah. You have no idea how something so small can hurt so bad. So I felt this pop. And I thought, I am not looking down there. Because that finger is going to be pointed in a direction that I don't want to see. I finally worked up the courage once I got through the uh, sea of people in the pool. It wasn't. It, it actually looked fairly normal, but fairly quickly started to swell. I actually ended up having a, a spiral fracture. Um, and nothing they can do. I think it's a few weeks, a few weeks unfortunately. Um, so I was fine. But in that whole process, I wasn't thinking about what would happen to me. I was trying to protect my daughter. That was a daring love. Now, that's, that's an easy thing for parents to understand. 
Now here's the other side of the daring or the reckless love. It's loving those people who annoy us, who we don't like, who we disagree with. Go back to Luke for just a second. Chapter 6, verses uh, 27 through uh, 28. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Now this is the part that's going to probably step on some toes. We all do this. I am guilty of this. We have to love not just our enemies, but the people that have different opinions than we do. Now, we live in the panhandle of Texas in the Bible Belt, extremely conservative. So, really hard to find a Democrat. But when you do, you must love them. Now, that's funny, but it's true. Politics. You have to love people who think differently than you do. I'm not saying you have to agree with them, but you have to show love to them. You have to do good to them. You have to love people who have different ideas and viewpoints on COVID than you. So, again, very conservative area. You see somebody in a mask, you have to love them. You know somebody that got the vaccine, you have to love them. You laugh, but you know it's true. You have to love that ex-spouse that just drives you crazy, that parents in a way that you don't agree with, that has hurt you. You have to do good to that person. That annoying coworker, that annoying neighbor that drives you crazy, that everything they do irritates you, you have to love them. You have to do good to them. People that have different lifestyles than you. If you don't understand it, and you think that's wrong, it's a sin, guess what? You have to love them. You have to do good to them. You have to show them the love of Jesus and judgment is avoided in your life. I'm going to tell you a story. The parable of the lost sheep found in Luke chapter 15. Instead of reading it, I just want to tell it to you. So there's a man who's a shepherd. He has a hundred sheep. Most of them are great sheep. They stay together. They're always right there. They're good companions for this shepherd. He never has to worry about them. But there's this one. There's this one sheep who just wants more than what he's experiencing. We'll call him Jesse. So that wasn't planned. That's just like the Holy Spirit came down. And <laughs> Sorry, I cracked myself up. Um, and this sheep just wants to go off and explore. This sheep wants to go to places that he shouldn't go. He should stay with the other 99 sheep. He should stay with the shepherd because that's where he'll be safe. But he sees that cliff over there and he thinks, if I just go over there, and I can just see what's on the other side of that cliff. Maybe there's something for me. Maybe there's something fun. Now, this sheep always comes back, always comes back when it's time to eat because he knows where he can get his food. And he always comes back during a storm because he knows that he'll be safe with the other sheep and with the shepherd. But as soon as it's nice again, that sheep is going to go out. 
shepherd does something that we don't always do. Time and time again, when that chief goes off and does his own thing, that shepherd, that shepherd leaves the 99 sheep and he goes and finds the one who is selfish and is doing his own thing. And he, he gets him and instead of being angry with him, he just lovingly pulls him back and brings him back to the flock. And the next day the same thing happens again and the next day the same thing happens again. Isaiah 53 6 it says we all like sheep have gone astray each of us to our own way but the iniquity of all of us is laid upon him we are all just like that so remember when you're struggling to love your neighbor and Jesus has shown us how to do it but we continually turn our back on him we continually sin against him we continually do things we shouldn't do and god lovingly brings us back to him says i love you child i love you knowing full well that you never do it again i want to finish with something today collectio divina it's just latin for divine reason or sacred reason and i'm going to read some scriptures that have to do So I want you to just close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to just focus on the scriptures that I'm going to read. There's going to be some soft music that's playing. And I want you to just hear the words. I want you to just focus on the text. Mark 12, 29 through 31. It's the most important one in it, Jesus says. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater Galatians 5, 13-14. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Philippians 2, 3-4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility... Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the other. Romans 13, 9-10. The commandments, you should not commit adultery, you should not murder, you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love This time I want you to think about how these impact your relationships with people in your life, family, friends, children, parents. 
there's a phrase that really sticks out to me. The most important one answered Jesus is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the other. The commandment, you shall not commit adultery not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. We've read a lot of scripture today, a lot of truth. We all probably need to spend a moment do a little self-examination. Are we loving our neighbor? Are we fulfilling these commands by loving God first and then loving our neighbor as ourselves? Are we putting the needs of others above our own needs? Father, we recognize our need for a Savior. We recognize our need for a forgiving love. Father, help us to show people the same love that you show us on a daily basis. Help us to do good to those who want to harm us. Help us to be the light of Jesus to everyone around us. Father, you have been so gracious to us. Help us to be so gracious. recognize that in our own selfishness that it is hard it is hard to love others the way that you love us may the Holy Spirit come and fill each of us so that we can do that Father I pray this morning that in this room that our hearts would be softened that if there is somebody that we have resentment towards that you would remove it from our hearts from our lives Help us to love like you. Help us to have that daring and reckless love. Just like the shepherd that continually goes after the sheep. Treat people with love and forgiveness no matter how many times they harm you. How many times they hurt you. Father, we want to be more like you. Overwhelm us this morning with your love. Overwhelm us with your forgiveness. In the precious name, we pray. All God's people say, We're going to sing this song, Reckless Love.
be people up front to pray with you if you need prayer, maybe you need help with this forgiveness. Let's just worship.